Creative Brain Candy by creators for creators. Marco is on that ship. He would know by now that there is a price on his head. And do you really believe he would be so careless as to expose himself like this? Everyone makes mistakes eventually. <laughs> Words to live by. The ship has been underway without a stop or rendezvous since this transmission was sent. There's no way he could have disembarked. We can't afford to wait until he gets to Palace. The ship could go dark any time and he could slip away. Yeah, and to capture him, we need to board it. He won't be alone, there'll be a fight. And we need ships and belters with guns. When Fred and Dawes see this, they'll give us whatever we need. This time, Marco won't be able to talk his way out. everyone, and welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we watched the Holden Family Vacation Slideshow starring Ghost Miller, Campaign Politics, and Ancient Alien Artifacts. It's The Expanse Season 4. But first, he's the teen who will do anything for a pretty face that gives him any kind of attention, including cooking meth. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing pretty good. God damn mm. it. I hate mm-hmm. you so much. You and those. Ah. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a moon pie. Gross. A moon basically has like a red dot on it in this, this show. Um, as it like made fusion stop working. So gross. In honor of that moon. <clears throat> moon pie. Moon pies are gross. Double decker moon pie. Ugh. And he's the guy in the chair up in orbit keeping tabs on all the devastating shit happening on the planet below. He's back and looking forward to the end of the contract that will get him off this show. It's SP. How are you doing, SP? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back again. And that's exactly where I'd want to be right now because you don't want to be on a new alien planet that nobody knows what's going on down there. I think that guy was, I don't even know what his name was, Felix or something like that. I think he was very smart. So there's that. Secondly, when you said teenager, to Rob, I thought you were talking about Felicia, Fel, Felcia, whatever her name yeah, was. Yeah, I thought I was a girl. Yeah. Yeah, until then he said meth. Yeah, and then I knew it was David. And third and then of all, I was, knew I was a girl. Mm. Ooh, what's he got? Christ, 13 you. moves around. Oh, no, moon pie. Oh, no. well, I gotta tell you. Two moon pies, these things, huh? These mm. things are gross. They are. Moon pies are the worst. Mmm. Mmm. I can't believe you but two are I got eating it. those nasty fucking mm-hmm. moon pies. Uh, now, it's, op- it's open, so I got to eat it. Uh, uh, the mm. things we do for the show. Oh. I hate you both. Well, Rob, you, know, if you, you got any news? Just, yeah. You want moon pie news? No, I don't want moon pie news. Okay. I'd prefer I'll sci-fi think. news. Well, you're yeah. in luck. <laughs> I'm not going to get that, am I? No, no, you're in luck. It's all sci-fi today. Oh, shit. It is. All right, so we're going to start off um, nice and easy. Uh, Season two, 
Season two? Yeah, season two of Picard um, is out. Uh, I think we're covering it eventually. We're covering um, it right after The Expanse. Oh, joys. Well, also, uh, season three has finished. Uh, it has wrapped up, and uh, they are getting it going, getting it uh, getting it all CGI'd up and everything like that. So they made an announcement, hey, see, uh, season three is done, which is also the end of the season, or the series, the final right. chapter. Um, thanks for all the memories. Yeah, blah, 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 cry, cry, cry. So, uh, yeah, it's been confirmed. Three seasons, three and out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm intentionally not watching it until we review it, and I'm trying to keep away from oh, spoilers, which means that there's a couple of uh, couple of channels on the uh, Gonna Geek Discord that I have definitely been avoiding. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So we'll yep. be covering that in probably about a month. Yeah, in about a month. About a month. Yep. We have what two more two seasons? more seasons of the expanse yep. and then we're heading right into Picard. We're doing what three episodes of Picard at a time? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh second one. Uh Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap reboot is happening. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. So they've gotten their actors. In fact, um they started uh the pilot production uh this past week. Uh, and for those that want to know what it is about, I happen to have a synopsis for you. Uh, the follow-up to the original Quantum Leap is, takes place 30 years after Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. Now a new team has been assembled to restart the project in the hopes of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man who created it. So it's so not it's a gonna, reboot, it's a revival. It's a revival, um, and they're calling it a, a reboot, I Reboot guess, isn't, no, that's a yeah. revival. A reboot is yeah. when you totally redo something. Right, yeah. Um, anyway, so they're they're working on that. They've got uh, Caitlin Bassett, uh, Nanrisa Lee, Mason Alexander Park, you know, a bunch of people that we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've um, never heard of any of these people. Yeah, they got a bunch of people uh, you don't know in this. Uh, it looks like um, it looks like it could be interesting. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, well, I'm so sick. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot, but I'm not. It's on holding Peacock, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it is NBC, or uh, yeah. no, no, it's not NBC. It's CBS. Okay. Wait, I thought CBS. the original Quantum Leap was on NBC. Um. I'm looking here. I'm double checking, double checking. Oh, no, uh, well, yeah, it was on NBC originally. It doesn't say what it's going to be. Quantum Leap reboot pilot greenlit by NBC. NBC. This is back in yeah. January of 2022. Yep. Okay, so it is NBC. I think it's going to be on their main stuff. I don't think this is, I'm not seeing anything that oh, says this is Peacock They're releasing only. it on, on network. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, maybe they'll change their mind. They haven't said where they're releasing it they just have a you know they have a pilot so uh bacula tease significant conversations about a revival so we might actually be getting him i mean if they're trying to follow him and yeah. find out more about the creator i would think that they would want to at least reference him i guess i would i mean yeah that would be a draw i'm sure they'll bring watch a, it i'm sure they'll bring a cameo in there uh at some point 
like uh, the original series and next generation yeah well if i remember maybe. the if i remember the series finale correctly he uh he basically leapt again and that was the end of the yep. series right he, like yeah, leapt he was out of that continually... barbershop and and was gone yeah yeah he had a he had a opportunity to leap back home and decided not to right yeah so maybe they're chasing him down, trying to figure out how to bring him back or something. I don't know. Yeah, I I enjoyed the original Quantum Leap. It was a little it was a little episodic for me, um, but it was still a really good show. I, I I'm against all of these stupid reboots and revivals that we've gotten. There's I mean, come on, let's let's get something new. I don't disagree. I mean, The Expanse was something new. We wouldn't have gotten The Expanse if we got another like Battlestar Galactica reboot or something like that. Not right. that I'm complaining about the 2003-2004 one, but after that finished, they were immediately talking about rebooting it again right. with like three different types. And I was like, no, let's get something else. Now they're talking about a Babylon 5 reboot. I guess that's coming out pretty soon. And I, I get it. It's a tried and true thing, but there is so much in literature and sci-fi literature that's available to go out and do i mean the the whole honorverse with honor harrington is available for somebody to do either in a film adaptation or a streaming adaptation something like that i would love to see that it would be incredibly complex they're doing halo i mean yay they're doing halo but i would or is halo right yeah, yeah mass halo, effect yes. would be fun to do too but anyway there's just so much available now either in literature or in video games that it's kind of stupid to reboot something that's gone through an iteration already and then just like in battlestar galactica in 2003 you had a bunch of naysayer fanboys saying oh my gosh you can't gender swap starbuck i can't believe they're doing this and then it turns out to be great and they're all like <laughs> yeah i don't know what are they gonna bring to the new bab 5 reboot i mean how are they gonna do that better they could probably do better graphics i mean when babylon 5 came out it probably had some of the best graphics in the in the industry, but they were still pretty primitive compared to what they have today. But as far as the story, I don't see how they're going to improve on that. They're going to actually use the sets that were created in space for the Expanse, the Medina Station or the Behemoth or the Nauvoo, whatever you want to call it. They're going to use that for Babylon 5. Oh, no shit. No, I'm just joking. Oh, God, I was... <laughs> I was like, come on. That's, oh my God. All right. What else you got, Rob? Wow. Goebbels written on the ceiling. Shut the fuck up. Talking about uh, reboots and uh, redos, uh, Dune, part two. Uh, it is a, it is a scheduled or expected to start this summer for production um, with a uh, uh, release on October 20th, 2023. I'm so glad they greenlit yep. the part 2 because part yeah, 1 no was kidding. so good. Yep. Uh so yeah, what which kind of interesting to of this is that uh Florence Pugh or Pugh um Black Widow from Pugh, I think it's Pugh, yeah. Um from Black Widow fame. Yeah. Uh is uh, possibly going to be Princess Aurelian. Yes. That would be sweet. So I that, saw that news. I was yeah. like, I want to see more of her. She's actually not done a ton of stuff on screen, but what she's done, I've absolutely enjoyed. So I would love to see her in Dune. Matter of fact, 
as Rob and I were talking right before here, I was watching Dune last night. It's on again on HBO Max because I think it left for a little bit and it's, yep. it's back now. And I was watching it again in the background as I was editing my other show. And it was it just reminding me of all the greatness to come in that series because the first movie is introducing you to the universe again or reintroducing you to the universe and where the 1984 movie, I know you guys covered it, but when the 1984 movie ended and didn't go anywhere, this is definitely a whole IP and I can't wait to see the rest of it. Yeah, it'll be interesting if they go into some of the other novels like The Children of Dune and and further. Um, I mean, there's a lot of story content in there. I would just be happy if they nailed the landing on the first book. That's fair. All right. Anything else, Rob? Nope. That's it. Wait a minute. Before we go forward, I just want to say we were talking about last time about the SLS actually coming out and being on the stand and everything. That's the big Artemis rocket. Just want to say it's supposed to be happening this week. So we will see if it happens, but it's supposed to be happening this week on time in the middle of March. Like I said last time. What are you giving the over under on it? I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to do that. (laughs) You're going to take the under. All right. Oh, absolutely. Let's uh, let's hear from another podcast on the network, shall we? All right. Excited to hear what's on this week. Psst. Excuse us. We've been trying to reach you about your life's traumatic experiences. No, no. Don't hit fast forward. We come in peace. I'm Jamie. And I'm Steph. And we're the hosts of the Stay Wild Trauma Child podcast. We are two best friends who are openly sharing their healing journeys while navigating sudden loss, parenthood, relationships, mental health, and so much more. So grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and join us every other Tuesday night for some hard truths, a whole lot of laughs, and maybe even a little bit of healing. We will shut up now and let you get back to your show. Stay wild, future trauma child. All right. Definitely go check them out at creativebraincandy.com and all the rest of the great podcasts that we have out there. Who's ready for a pod crawl? Sure. I want to see this. Let's do it. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod the pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl excellent insert it deep pod crawl kind of like a space suppository full of information now that holden has saved the system again he and the rossi crew decide it's time to take a vacation they book their vacation through their favorite travel agent ghost miller and head to Islas or new terra as the self-centered earth people like to call it There, they are greeted with a view of towering claw-like ruins and a new feud between the belters that settled the planet and the mining corporation that wants to trample their claim. Holden, never one to back down from a windmill, decides he's going to broker peace between the two. Oh, and also because he was told to do that by Secretary General Christian. She's running for re-election against a former cabinet member who didn't get her way, and Christian is pulling out all of the shovels to dig up dirt and sling mud at her opponent. Meanwhile, Bobby is back on Mars living the civilian life after getting kicked out of the Martian Marine Corps, again. It's not too long, though, before she starts smashing heads when she bails her nephew out of a jam and then later joins the crew of heads she smashed. She's starting to uncover a conspiracy between Mars and the belt, but is just starting to scratch the surface when she sends a desperate message to Christian requesting a jerb. Back on Islas, Holden, the McCoys and the Hatfields are all attacked by a swarm of metal locusts, and Miller tells Holden that the Big Claw ruins are the key to finding out what's going on with the planet. It seems the civilization on this planet actually killed the civilization that created the protomolecule, and Miller would like to know how and why. So Holden does some gardening for Miller and then Miller starts flipping switches, 
but flips the wrong switch and activates all of the machinery on the planet. Oops. After Holden torpedoes a planetary plow, the planet steps up its game by suppressing all fusion reactions in and around the planet. It's also death raying everything that tries to head down to the planet's surface. Things get complicated as the Hatfields and McCoys amp up their vendettas and an entire island on the planet blows up causing a massive shockwave and tsunami to scream across the surface. Holden and the two rival factions have to hole up in one of the ruins to ride out the flood, but space slugs start to drop on their heads, killing them as they all go blind from space amoebas filling up their eye holes. Really space Everyone bugs. except Holden is infected, so he gets to escort everyone to and from the potty as he and a biologist try and figure out why he's immune. Apparently, the biologist has never heard of doing a medical history because it turns out Holden's cancer meds are what's killing the eye eaters and once she synthesizes the med, everyone can see again. About this time Miller makes another appearance, but without his hat, which is an important distinction because it seems that hatted Miller was not Miller at all, but an imposter. Hatless Miller is the real Miller consciousness and he's taking Holden down into the bowels of the machine to shut it, and the protomolecule, down for good. It's going to destroy what's left of him as well, but he's ready to get rid of the 100,000 or so souls screaming in his ear like a bad case of tinnitus anyway. Mm. Once in the depths of the machine, they find a tiny singularity, but Holden gets distracted by gunfire between Amos and some RCA thugs, so he runs off to check while Miller gets things set up. The bio lady shows up at this point and Miller has assumed the form of a metal praying mantis, and she guides Miller close to the portal, but Miller gets smashed by the machinery not wanting to get shut off. Holden deals with Murtry as only Holden can, and Bio Lady drags Miller to his doom, which shuts off the machine and saves everyone in orbit. Alex is really mad at the RCA ship that tried to bomb the Rossi when her engines were down, and threatens to light them up if they so much as sneeze, Holden ships Murtry back to Earth to stand trial, Amos gets some new fingers he takes for a test run with some Jurgens, and Roll Marco facing Ashford and sending some hate mail to Earth, credits. All right, season four of The Expanse. So we are now over halfway done with the entire series. Uh, this this season had kind of a change of pace. So there was a lot more planetary action involved. Uh, the planetary action had kind of a, a space Western feel to it. Um, and then we got the political intrigue between uh, Christian Avrasarala and they changed her hub husband on, on us. Um, I noticed that this season. As well, well, they as, didn't change the husband; they just recast him. There's a difference. Well, okay, that's that's what I meant. They they recast the husband, and um, we get uh, some kind of a foundational groundwork laid for what's going to happen in season five and season six, in here, in terms of the belt and a rebellion faction that comes out of the belt and how Mars is working with them. So, what'd you guys think? Um, I liked this one. Uh, I thought it was very good. I thought it uh, it it really it really followed the book in terms of the the activities on the planet and around that planet pretty well. And I liked it. And it was it was kind of nice to see the words with pictures, right? You know the the yeah. the, the the slugs and all that and how they interpreted all that. Um, I thought it was very. Uh, it was very interesting the first time I watched it. I was like, oh, yeah, this this is good. This is wasn't quite how I imagined it in my head, uh, but it was very good uh, what they did. Um, to me, in my head, reading the books, the, the structure that they went to uh, wasn't underground. Uh, it was still above ground, and it was open-aired. 
so that they they had to deal with rain and that kind of stuff uh, in the books as well. And, and so in my head, I was thinking it was some sort of like skeletal system, uh, almost you know just just uh, just rotted out type uh, metal structure. Gotcha. Uh, so this this was a it was a little different. I liked it. It played well um, and, and and worked for what they were doing. Um, I like what they did with Miller, uh, with the the whole uh, distinction between uh, detective or the the investigator and Miller himself. I thought that was really that was really smart how they they tweaked it ever so slightly. SP. Well, first of all, I don't ever want to imagine what's in Rob's head, so please don't ever make me go there. So, <laughs> oh, it is dark and yeah. full of terrors. I know. Uh, second of all, the biggest thing that I noticed with this season right off the bat. Now, of course, we're entering into a new phase in the entire story. But the biggest thing that I noticed was in at the same time, we've moved from sci-fi to prime. So there was a little bit different uh, take on how to actually go about filming this. It was filmed more cinematically. I do believe they changed the rate down to the like the on screen in films they go like 24 frames per second so you get a little bit more motion blur you get a little bit more clarity in the actual exposure so you had all that combined with the fact that you're actually planet side a lot and i'll throw this in even though we've expanded we've thrown the moon in for the first time we've got this whole new planet which i will call illis for this entire thing i will not call it new terra because I just I think that was very self-centric of Terra or Earth to demand a name well, for it. So so that was only that seemed to only be uh, Mercury, right? Because even Avasolera was calling it Illus at first. Everybody was advising her to call it New Terra, right? But yes, she she called it Illus, which I think was the smart thing to do. But anyway, even though you have all these new locations, you're actually on Mars a lot more. The sets the extras that they had there it was a lot smaller than especially the first season like the first season on series you see that big huge cavern with all of the apartments like julie miles apartment on that that uh, cave side i, I want to say hillside or whatever it just seemed open there was a lot of people around this you were lucky to get a dozen people in a room even the debate right the debate between Christian and Nancy gal you had I don't know maybe 15 people 20 people in the room something like that and this is the UN Secretary General you'd think you'd want a lot more people in the audience at that point in time and yes I realize we're in the future 300 years in the future and you have a lot more communication so people are probably used to watching stuff from like that at home but if you want to actually see these people in person or if you want to bring your supporters in you'd want more people in the audience that was just my take on that so you really didn't get that even the settlers and the rce you just really had a couple of dozen people down there and yes i realized that in the first three seasons you had a bunch of the the, the same things but even in like the navu construction and uh some freighters going back and forth I had the sense that there was more people and I didn't have that sense in season four. So it just struck me as a creative choice. Maybe they were just trying to 
film stuff without having to deal with large crowds and a lot of extras or something like that. But it definitely was a change in how I felt about how it was being filmed. And you do have the Western vibe. I'll take that for a second. And I had no idea why. So YouTube started suggesting some Westerns to watch. And when I was growing up, my dad, we watched a lot of Westerns, a lot of John Wayne Westerns. So in the course of the last two weeks in season three, and it was since we recorded on season three and I went back to watch season four, I've also watched El Dorado, Rio Lobo, The Undefeated and McClintock, which are four of the later John Wayne mm-hmm. stuff. And, and I was wondering why. And I was like, oh, no, duh, is because we have this Western feel mm-hmm. going on in the expanse. And it really is that way. There's no law. There's a bunch of guns. There's the haves and the have nots. And there is the the water claims, like all four of those Westerns that I named off, they all have water rights right. as the big thing in them. Well, they, not so much in the undefeated, but the other three definitely water rights are there. And so you're talking about mineral rights here and rightfully so, because lithium is, is pretty rich mineral to mine. And this is the frontier that was in the 17, 1800s here in the United States of America or North America, whatever you want to call it. And you're now having that. Now you throw in a sci-fi portion of this where you have the slugs, you have the protomolecule, you have Miller, you have the 13 moons. This whole thing is bizarre from a sci-fi standpoint. So it's a little bit different than the frontier but maybe not so different than Australia because a lot of crap is going to kill you in Australia. So basically (laughs) they should have been calling this new planet, new Australia. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely got a, a a space Western vibe. I mean, there's a ton of Westerns that also deal with mineral rights and claim jumping and uh, mining companies coming in and basically, you know, running everybody out of town to get their, get their claims. But uh, and so that's, that's where I equated this. This even comes down to, you know, the showdown, uh, uh, at the very end in the, of the last episode oh, between on the, Mercury, on the bridge. yeah, between yeah. Mercury and Holden, where they they have a draw, they have a quick draw. Um, so there were a lot of Western tropes in there, but they they did it really well. They did it really well in in mixing the Western themes with the sci-fi theme. It's it's sometimes hard to do. There's there's not a whole lot of shows that do it. Uh, the one that springs up to mind is. Um, Oh my God! It just escaped. I I was just about to say it, and then poof, it was out of my head. But um, talking about like shootout at the OK Corral no, or something like Nathan that. Nathan Fillion, uh, Rob, help me out. Uh, Firefly. Firefly. <laughs> yep, that's it. Um, so Firefly. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna need your sci-fi card, <laughs> dude. I am yeah. so fucking brain dead right now. It's wow. not even funny. Um, yeah. So uh, it's. It was it was a really well shot show. I, I do agree there were a lot of uh, it was a lot more cinematic than the first three seasons, um, and it did feel a little more sparse in terms of population. Uh, they didn't they didn't show just a, a ton of people or, or a ton of extras, and I I think that might have been partially logistics because it seems like they were filming on location someplace, and I, I haven't been able to find where they filmed. Are you the talking Ilis about Illis? Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So Illis was in a rock quarry an hour and a half out of Toronto. Okay. It was very, it was very remote. They went out there and it was like late November, early December. So it was really cold and it got colder as they were filming. Yeah. 
Okay. I knew it was winter because, I mean, you could definitely tell, but it, yeah, it looked a lot. in the jackets. Yeah. It looked pretty sparse for being in that, that portion of Canada. So um, I wasn't sure if they were still filming in Canada because they normally shoot in Vancouver, don't they? No, this was mostly shot in Toronto. Was it? I thought. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was Toronto. For some reason, I thought Vancouver, but I could have been. No, I all the no. all the DC stuff on the CW is in Vancouver. Yes. Yeah. But for this Alcon Productions, I think most of it was shot in uh, Toronto. Most of their shoots are in Toronto. There is a large sci-fi contingent. Defiance was shot around the Toronto area. Right. And when I was doing uh, Voices Defiance, there was talks about us bringing us up there and being on set and everything, but they didn't make it past the season three, so it would have been the next season. And the the showrunner was on board with starting to bring in some fans to see everything, but I could be mistaken, but some of the sets that were torn down the lot that they tore down, I think some of that went to the Expanse. It was about that turnover time. No, I mean, I I wasn't sure, and so you, you're probably right. Um, for some reason, I had Vancouver in my head, but uh, it's it's probably Toronto. So I'm going to go with uh, with your because I'm I'm not sure at all. But yeah, I mean, it that even around Toronto, that doesn't really look like Toronto. It was pretty flat and pretty arid, and not a lot of vegetation. But if it was an old quarry, then that makes sense. Yeah, it was kind of funny hearing some stories at the time. So the guy, I can't remember his name, and I never will because I'll always think of him as Owen from Torchwood, but the guy that played Murty, Murtry, Murphy, Morty, whatever <laughs> you want to Murty. call him. Murtry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he flew in the first day of filming. Like, he took a red eye from the UK, and his first day on the set was the first day of filming. So he's getting there in the middle of nowhere, literally in the middle of nowhere, being introduced to this new cast and was freezing because it was cold, even on the first day of shooting. And he had no idea what was going on. So his coldness to everybody, he got to be good friends with everybody at the end, but his coldness, especially in those first scenes, like I think the first thing scene that he shot was the scene of the, uh, the crash, the shuttle crash. You get his raw emotions of him being there for the first time. And then, having 23 of his friends or whatever killed because he was there alone basically at that point. And I think they pulled it off well by having him come to the set the first day of shooting. So you get that isolatedness from him as great actor. I uh, plays a lot of people that I'm not, uh, you know, I don't like, but he does it well. So I liked having him on board for this season. Yeah. Um, so I remember him from, um, Pacific the man Rim. in the high castle. Yeah. Oh he yeah. Was in that? Yes, he was in that. He was the, the dude that was, uh, tracking people down in the, uh, Oh, that's right. That's right. Zone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's he was been a while like since I've watched that second, first, second season, something like that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I remember him from uh, man in the high castle and uh, which makes sense that I guess they brought him on because he, that was a an Amazon Prime production too. So you tend to see a, a lot of people that were on one Amazon Prime production go to others. Well, you saw that with sci-fi productions as well. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. was pretty rampant on sci-fi too. 
Yes. Um, so I had a question for you guys, and uh, who, which side do you, which side do you uh, fall on the the RCE side or the Belter side as far as their their land claim? Uh, the Belters, they were there okay. first. Yeah. I I'd have to go to Belters for a lot of reasons. First of all, they were there first because they had nowhere else to go. I would go with the Belters because they wanted a new start and they they were there uh from basically from the beginning and the only reason the rce came was because they were getting initial reports from this planet that it was mineral rich which is why the rce was sent to do some exploratory surveying unfortunately the way the whole thing ran is that the people that do the initial survey if there is a claim get a percentage of said claim as morty himself said yeah i know i said his name wrong but i'm, I'm going to do that throughout this entire thing and he said he was going to get one percent now what's one percent of an entire planet full of lithium i mean he's set for his life his kids life their kids lives yeah. he could buy his own planet for all that so of course he wants that and they set it up so nicely, so I didn't really notice this until the second time I watched this. When they're coming down in the shuttle, the captain is talking to him, and he is going, Morty is talking about what had happened with prior claims and the fact that they paid people off and whatever. So he's seen person after person or organization after organization get paid for hard work that he's done in his mind, and he wants his payday finally. So that's what's really motivating this entire thing is like these are the rules that we live by and i want mine because i am i'm here and this is how the system works and i'm going to get it so if it wasn't for him if the actual captain was there i think things would have gone extremely different if the captain didn't die on the landing yeah but, do you think do you think it would have gone completely different if they came down safe yes do you, do you think they would have cohabitated better Possibly. I think it would have. I think it would have taken the. And in, in in my mind, I can't make up my mind whether to call them belters or settlers. But you'll. So you'll probably hear me go back and forth between the two. But well, they still I think consider the belters, themselves belters. So I think you're safe. Yeah. There. I think the belters would have taken longer to get to the point where they didn't have the rights to the claim if it was done via the captain's way versus the way the security chief was doing it. Now, that said, there was still the opposition. There were still the terrorists there. That they were trying to protect everything because they knew, uh, you know, a small portion of them, like five of them or something like that. They knew what this was all going to mean. So I don't know if they were going to experience guerrilla warfare the entire time or not. But if the captain was able to negotiate something right from the start with these belters, then things would have been very differently. But Morty, from the very beginning... He was on the defensive because he had 23 of his people killed. So he's failed in his job right there. And he knows that this is a big payday and he's now in charge. So he gets the payday. So yeah, the combination of things I think went very differently than if it was the captain in charge. So my contention is that supposedly the RCE had this, this claim from the UN uh, for this planet, but who gives the UN the authority to allow claims on that planet? I mean, it's a, it's a, ah. it's an exigent planet. It's outside of their, their authority. So the Belchers were there first. They claimed the planet They They settled the planet. They're improving upon the planet. They're digging ore out of the planet. It's their planet. 
Yeah. So, so in the in the books, it was it, it's a combination of the UN and uh, Martian uh, delegates or whatever. There, there's a group that was assigning the claims and things like that, or assigning the stuff, and they were leaving the Belters out of it. Um, so again, who gives yeah, the UN who, right. and Mars authority to do that? Right. The UN and the Mars, right? So, because yeah, because the Belters, like yeah, a, the Belters yeah. have nothing, and 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 this is this is a precursor, and we see it in the show. It's a precursor to what turns into be the Free Navy, um, from the Belt. Uh, you, you know that it's they're tired of getting pushed around. Uh, you, you know things are changing on Mars because because there's all these other habitable potentially habitable worlds uh, that that they can settle on. Yeah, why so who waste, needs to terraform a dead rock anymore? Yeah, why waste manpower and all that on a dead rock, right? So, so I, you know, I don't know. And, and I think you misspoke in the pod crawl. I... I think this is this is a pro that was molecule. his voice in the well in the okay pod I think you mistyped in the pod crawl. Oh, okay. um, this is a proto molecule planet that was made dead by the other people, right? Okay, so how did I misspeak? Well, it sounded like you had. It sounded like it was said that this was this was uh, taken. Oh, this was a planet that was taken over by whatever killed the protomolecule. I don't think it was actually taken over. I think it was just killed. The the, I, the I artifacts know. that were on the planet were of the civilization that destroyed the protomolecule. No, I think the I think those are protomolecule artifacts. Yeah. He's cuz he's they, turning everything on. The only thing that belonged to that civilization that destroyed the protomolecule people is that black hole. Which is a bomb left over from yeah, a the, bomb the that black. didn't go off. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, I think all of that stuff. I, I, in my mind, all of that stuff is protomolecule, and in my mind, all of that stuff has. They're actually mining. Uh, that whole planet is a core, or not a core, but a machine, right? And they're actually mining. The lithium is part of those machine parts. I don't, I don't think they're mining. Uh, the crust so to speak or whatever i think they're well, actually it, but wait why it, would miller not know how to turn shit on if proto molecule miller is is turning stuff on that the proto molecule built because everything was broken so so the, but he didn't the, know how anything the, worked he was just flipping switches to figure out how things worked Miller was the investigator wasn't the investigator. So two different people, right? Two different entities. It was the investigator, the investigator that had them take them there. If you notice when yes. he said, find I out need a what ride, happened. he had yes. the hat on. Yes. But once, yes. once he got there, gone, Miller's got our investigators gone. No, he wasn't never here. But yeah. No, he yeah. wasn't. We never saw the investigator again. Yes, we did. When he brought Miller into the the artifact to cut out the route to start everything, that was right. Investigator Miller. Okay, to turn. Okay, so the Investigator Miller turned it on, right? And so, yeah. so, so he was flipping he got switches turned, to figure out how it all worked. No, no, no. He no, turned he, it on, and that was the last time we heard from him. And then after that, Miller was able to start uh, weaseling his way out. I think. I think when when the island blew up, the 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 power plant. So the power plant blows up, which was basically a giant fusion battery. Power plant blows up. 
protomolecule kicks in the the failsafe where they turn off fusion so that no more of the the power supplies blow up right so i think at that point in time that's when miller shows up and starts trying to do things to figure figure things out i don't think because because i think i think it overheated because of lack of use or whatever happened during the war um, the investigator was only there to try to figure out where the, its boss went. Yeah. What happened to the pro who killed right. the proto molecules society or whatever. Right. And right. what, I think what the, happened to the creators? I think that, the that's island what they call blowing the up was a sabotage. It no, it was, it was, well, if it was a sabotage, it was a sabotage by the, uh, from the, the old war, from the war. Um, no, I think that was Miller. No, it wasn't Miller. I'm it wasn't Miller it was because Miller. all... All of those islands were heating up one by one, and one of them got went critical, exploded, and then immediately everything shut down because that's when the fusion got turned off. Yes, that was a failsafe after the island right. exploded. Yes, but I'm I don't, telling I don't you, think, Miller was the one was that blew Miller. up the the, the 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 island. No, because he was trying to get out. He was trying to to shut I down whatever was suppressing him so that no. he could take back control. Well, because as soon as Miller, as, or as soon as the investigator had the the power turned back on, you know, you had all those lightnings that went out across the planet. Uh-huh. That's when they noticed that things were starting to heat up. So right. I think I think as soon as he, I think there was one that was was, I think one was destroyed or one was was. Uh, uh, they all started damaged. to heat up, but it was just that one island later on that started to heat up to critical mass. Right. I think that one was damaged in whatever happened in I that think, war. I think there were some safeguards that were turned off by Miller, and it blew it up. I think it was sabotage. Hmm. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Miller would have done that just because he was not trying to harm anybody like the investigator didn't care miller just didn't want to harm anybody but he still wanted to figure out what was going on remember when he came back he said it it took me a while to get back here and and they were still trying to the the investigator was still trying to take over you 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 saw him flip back and forth every once in a while yeah trying to take back control and he was like "I i don't know how long i can keep them at bay but also you kept seeing a reset sequence so um Right before the island heated up and blew up, there was a reset sequence. They showed the same sequence of the of the planet, like by the protomolecule okay. yeah, yes. uh, view, okay. where uh, the the magnetic uh, concentric circles around the, right. each moon were showing up. You saw it keeps the, the reaching planet. out. It keeps reaching out. Right, hundred times it reaches. It keeps out. reset, yeah. and then after that last. Uh, vision of the of the reset the the same scene that they showed resetting that's when the 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 plant or the island overheated and blew up i think that's when miller finally figured out how to sabotage something i think that last sequence that we saw was actually miller was not the investigator that last sequence because you saw him uh go to to uh have the conversation with holden about you know what rain tastes like and stuff like that i think those sequences were miller 
Yeah, and those sequences were the Miller. investigators. Everything prior to but, that was the investigator, and yeah. and they explained that in uh, they explained it in the book, and they that's one thing I wish they would have explained a little bit better here is the investigator was there on the planet and it was reaching out trying to figure out what's going on. They can't find that black hole. Every time the investigator hit that black hole, it would die, and the proto molecule would make the investigator up. Uh, over again to do it to to try again oh. somewhere else and they because they couldn't see that black hole every time they touched it they would die they knew something was there but they didn't they they couldn't see it they didn't know what was there and so so that's why it kept saying it keeps reaching out it keeps re- 100 times it keeps reaching out is that's it, it's it's trying to figure out what's going on what's what's wrong um, and they explained it in the they in the book. There is a, that whole sequence reset sequence that actually shows up as individual chapters, and and there's thoughts from the investigator of like, oh, I see something, but I can't see something, uh, and and then I die, and then it resets itself. So it, I, it was really interesting reading that, um, and I like that they brought it in. I just wish they had explained what was actually going on there because you do get this confusion of is it Miller or is it the investigator? Because uh, there are two distinct differences. I thought it was really great when Holden finally said goodbye the first time. I mean, he said another goodbye because he's like, well, that was lame. But <laughs> he knew that was going to be the last time he saw Miller. So he was like, okay, rain doesn't taste like anything, which it's technically water. isn't true because rain actually there's scientifically there is a chemical that's released upon noon rain and that's actually what you're smelling but the rain itself doesn't smell like anything so uh but that was touching that holden knew this was going to be the last time and he wanted to send his quote-unquote friend and i know last time i said they weren't really close they weren't really friends but he was sending you know because he cares about people he always wants to save people so he's like okay Here's what it tastes like. It doesn't taste like anything, just so you know, before you go. And he was just trying to take care of former crew member, I guess. So this this brings up the question again. How was Miller communicating with Holden? Is this something that... Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, he, they explained it. Well, okay, the investigator was communicating by flipping neurons and things like that using the piece of proto molecule that was in the ship as the as as the bridge right that was that was his wan um well yeah but he was down on the planet he wasn't on the ship whenever they were talking on the planet so interestingly enough i heard an interview with ty frank who's one of the authors and they he admitted that they never set a boundary to that wi-fi but that there was a boundary it couldn't go across the universe but ship down to the surface was within the wi-fi and that's from ty frank oh yeah okay. so, so i'm thinking yeah i'm thinking it's kind of the same uh, you know that that signal got when the when the hybrid blew up you know that there was a, a signal that went out everywhere venus got it and everything like that um so i think i think it's pretty strong and the fact that they're at a planet that is all pro molecule yeah it's it's uh dead yeah but when he was but on it, earth he was it talking tur- to Miller it turns too. back on uh yeah but you have again you had the proto molecule sitting in the ship i i think the i think that glob was let's just call it that glob was miller that glob was 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 the investigator 
right? That's how the pro-molecule was able to do it. And it just so happened that it was uh, Holden that they talked to because Miller had a connection with that particular person in that on that ship. I still question why the proto-molecule didn't take over the ship like it did everything else that it came into contact with because it could have gone through the ring on its own and then gone to another ring, you know, once it was in ring space and figured out what, you know, gone to Illus or Ilus, however you want to uh, pronounce it, and figured this whole thing out on its own without having the earthers take it there. Yeah, so it needs energy, right, to, to grow, uh, with reactor, radiation, whatever. It looked like it was in between a bulkhead of some sort, so so maybe maybe there just wasn't enough there for it to uh, feed on anything. I don't just, know, I go back to the... On a pipe, Agatha, right? Yeah, I go back to the Agatha King, and that was on the surface of the dang thing, so I, I don't know. Well, I mean, it was it was hybrids that got shot at them, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, that's true. So, so I mean, they they've bastardized it. it it's not the the proto molecule itself, right? It's a bastardized version of it. Well, uh, and, so the, maybe, and the hybrids also broke did. into the ship, right? right? Broke broke in, probably scratched somebody, and then and, and then that's all said and done. It's done, right? It's it's and over. It's, it's zombie time. Right, right. So so I don't, uh, yeah, I I I like to think that it was stuck in the bulkhead, in a and it just so happened to be in a spot that had you know there wasn't electrical current or anything like that. They got lucky, is is the way I like I I look at it, and that was right. its little receiver. So I loved the Rossi coming down to the planet, landing on the planet. I mean, they did the whole thing where I know a guy in, at the moon that will rig the ship for an unassisted landing so it comes down it lands and then it's used as this mobile armory or battle station the entire time it's yeah you know torpedo was launched to kill the 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 one tower you had uh naomi using the pdc's as heavy artillery so that she could get back to the ship it's all done remotely i mean i love the rossi but they were definitely using all of the stuff and amos even was using the bullets that he had yeah, the railgun yeah to, yeah to borrow well no not the railgun yeah. the bu- bullets for to to get oh, booze. oh amos yeah amos bartering yeah. for booze yeah sorry i thought yeah you said alex yeah so the if you think about the old west whatever this is basically a mobile fort that's going from place to place and it's a gunship it's it's what it does but I thought it was great there on the surface. Then I loved seeing it go, you know, take off and everything, even though I knew it was completely CGI and and Miller was completely pissed or Holden was completely pissed when he was walking away. But it was nice to see the uh, Rossi take off and get back in orbit. So I I liked that. Um, I also liked the new characters, which were a, a trio of new women. He had... Dr. Elvie, who is the RCE scientist, the biologist, yep. you, you had Lucia, who's the med tech from the, uh, the settlers. And then you had way who's the RCE guard. I loved having them here. I'll admit the first time I saw this season, I was getting confused between the three of them. Lucia was the first one that I was able to isolate. And then the other two, I was able to isolate eventually, but I did like having those characters in this season. Interestingly enough, it's the husband 
that was the one in uh, in danger in the books. So it was a dude in the books, and they switched it over to the wife. Um, and I I, I've had, I think it was I think it was better because it gave it gave Naomi um, common ground, right? Somebody uh, to relate yeah. to. Somebody to relate to, and it, it, yeah, and 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 gave her something. I, it, I think it was a better idea, or it was a, it was a smarter idea to switch it over to the mom, uh, than than to have the husband up in the the dad or the husband up in the ship. I've had zero problems with them doing either gender swaps yeah. or bringing characters forward. He talked about it last time in season three, but I've had zero problems with that. I think they did it phenomenal. I think they made it a better series, and. This was one of the problems I had reading the very first book. I'm like, these characters are bland compared to the characters that I see on screen. So they did a great job. Of course, there's stuff that they couldn't do on screen that were in the books, just condensed for time or whatever. But yeah, these three were great. LV, you know, she was instrumental throughout the entire time. Way was Amos's uh, transactional sex toy, basically. And Lucia was the Naomi equivalent. And uh, ended up with that fantastic scene of them, you know, it was all green screen and in a studio and everything, but of Lucia getting kicked out of the Rossi and then Naomi going back to get her. It's, it's almost straight out of the Martian for me, but it was a great scene. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch that again, normal speed, I would highly recommend that. Yeah. And I really like the way that Amos just, you know, shot the shit out of way whenever she got in his way she he, he warned her he said look yeah. don't get in my way just walk away and she's like i can't do that and then boom <laughs> she was gone amos yeah. has no fucking compunction about just shooting you in the face well he'll give you a warning but that's it yeah you get you get one warning and amos has even gone gone after holden before right yeah they've had their their uh, fight out before Arguably, it was a stalemate, but I think if Amos really wanted to, he'd take Holden. I don't know. Blind Amos couldn't. <laughs> well, true. yeah, that's true. That's true. That's Finally true. beat you in a fight. You could say whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Rob, you got a haiku for us this week? I do. Uh, This one is titled Batteries Not Included. Lithium Planet, Battery Islands Explode, Juicy Black Hole Core. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, SP, Um, you've been coming with the limericks. I got to ask. I do. Yep, I I have one. I just want to say one thing about the season that I noticed is if this was the MCU, you you know, we have an army, we have a Hulk. This season would have been, we have an army, don't worry, we have a Bobby Draper. (laughs) Right. But I do have a limerick. It is titled, Part 4, We Want More. Inners and belters jockey for ore. Holden and Miller fight at death's door. Christian, bad leader... Bobby, giver, bleeders. The Expanse season four was no snore. Nice. Very nice. All right, who's got awards? Yes, sir. All right, Rob, who's got your black long? 
Uh, so black lung, you could give it to Christian because you know smoker's lung. Uh, but I wanted I went with Illis because uh, it went nuclear and um, yeah dust co- dust cloud all that kind of fun stuff. It it pretty much got fucked up. It went what now? Nuclear. Oh, you said nuclear. Uh, I'm sorry, I uh, didn't enunciate in the proper spot. Nuclear. <laughs> all right, SP. What about you? Oh, I thought about doing Christian, especially since she made every single bad decision because it was a political-based decision and not the right decision. So that's what ended up getting her not where she wanted to go. And then I thought about Lucia for blowing up the pad. You know, We saw that flashback. She's the one who had put her finger on the trigger to blow it up before the shuttle came down. She was trying to do the right thing at that point, but not, not too many right things. But I decided to go for Murtry because of all the belters he smoked. Oh. Oh. All right, so mine's going to go to the uh, landing shuttle at the uh, at the beginning whenever they were coming down. Um, after the explosion, uh, that thing was smoking all over the place. Yep, sure was. All right, SP, who's got your head lush? I could probably go many different ways on here, especially since there was a few bottles, but I'm just going to go with Amos because he was trained trading bullets for shots. All right, Rob. Yeah. Amos for, uh, he was getting booze for his bullets. All right. So I'm going to go with Bobby. Uh, she got wasted. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) She got wasted several times, uh, over there on Mars and she was always, uh, doing dirty dealings over, over beers. So, and then her and her, uh, or boy toy uh, got wasted on tequila. So I'm going to go with Bobby on mine. You know, one of these days we're going to make you go second. Nope. (laughs) My show. (laughs) My show. All right, Rob, who's got your player? Oh, I gave it to Amos for uh, having himself a side piece doing the nasty all all the time, it seemed like. Yeah, I'll take the other half of that duo. I will go with Way because (laughs) he asked her, so are we still fucking? And she's like, well, yeah. So yeah, I'll go with way. All right. I'm going to go with Bobby again. Um, she got, yep. she got a fellow uh, Martian veteran um, in bed and then even had him deliver her waffles. So I'm uh, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely going to go with Bobby on that. Oh, we didn't even talk about her uh, just beating the crap out of Lele or that entire thing. I mean, I know it goes into season five here, but Bobby came from nothing to something at the end of this. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't totally thrilled or enthralled with the uh, the B story in this series with Bobby and and the the espion or the the conspiracy between uh, Mars and the Belt and and Mars sending them uh, stealth tech. I mean, we're we're, we're going to get into that a lot more in season five and we'll see the repercussions of that in season five. Um, yeah, they really took pains to set up the Marco story and this was part of it. And unfortunately Bobby was on the wrong side of it. And she doesn't even know it. I mean, and this is, this is one of the things that I think is really, really weakened season five and season six is some of the actions that happened in season four keep getting repeated in season five and season six when it comes to Marco. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that whenever we get into seasons five and six, but, um, so SP, who's got your purple hippo? 
I was thinking about going for Ashford because, you know, we see his video of his kid floating there and everything, which is great. And we see what happens at the end. Where great action sequence, by the way, with the assault on Marco. Oh, ship. that was awesome. And then he gets spaced. And the entire time he's actually trying to send a message of exactly, you know, who's responsible for what, what's going on and everything. And the message is actually sent. But he was singing, and of course, your lungs just continue to uh, deflate once you go out into a vacuum. Right. Uh, so I was thinking about that, but he that wasn't really, he wasn't mind warped on that. He was clear headed. He knew what was going on. So I went with Elvie because <laughs> she saw the Black Death. You know, the same thing that Holden's seen. They're the only two so far that have seen what Holden has seen, you know, last season and everything. And I will definitely give it for L to LV because she is now in that exclusive club of seeing uh, universal death. Okay, Rob. Uh, so I gave mine to Christian um, and and I did it because I just I can't imagine waking up one day and there'd be a different husband in your bed. <laughs> Same husband, just different face and different much face. taller. Much yeah. taller. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. Um, so I, I kind of agree with the, the LV uh, one with SP, but I think I'm going to give it to Holden because uh, he's, he's now talked to two different entities in his mind. Um, the the protocol molecule Miller and the actual Miller, and has helped you know destroy both of them. So um, I'm going to give it to to Holden. He's he's talking to uh, different people in his head and describing how rain tastes. So Miller's going to or Holden's going to get mine. All right, all right. So next episode we are going to cover season five of the expanse it's the uh the season before the final season it's a shorter season i think it's only like what eight episodes in season five yeah it's yeah season four and five are ten episodes and season six was six episodes okay so it is ten and um so this this is uh i don't know this season five is one that i thought wasn't as good as the previous seasons We'll see. I've only seen it once, so uh, we'll see what a second viewing uh, comes up with. So, SP, where can the people find you? You can find me over on the guineageek.com network. That's G-O-N-N-A-G-E-E-K.com. I do a podcast called Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now that is going over the X-Men, the animated series from the 90s, preparing for the 1997 or the X-Men 97 show that's supposed to come out next year as well as we're genning up for the moon knight series coming up this summer kind of i i don't know if you guys are going to cover it sometime this year but it is the next mcu disney plus series to come out yeah we'll be covering it we are that's what we do isn't it yeah and smoking and drinking at capes your other shoe right right yeah i just i i like how he's he's making content for my show thanks okay Apparently well, we're going to be covering it. Somebody has to. Yeah, yeah. Apparently we'll be covering it. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us again, SP, and we'll we'll see you on the next episode. That's all we've got for this week. Our intro and outro is 
That's all we've got for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home Man, by Kim he is screwing up Pod crawl Bob. music is Snack Fix My Machette. If you like the it's show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback uh, on our Discord channel at smokingdrinkingspace.com forward slash Discord. I hate you both on Twitter at status underscore podcast or email us at smokingdrinkingspace.com. You both suck. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smokingdrinkingspace.com forward slash Patreon. Make sure to visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and other creative works at creativebraincandy.com for this week i am jason and i hate you both yep yep so sage advice was done on this uh this season don't put your dick in it it's fucked enough already (laughs) (laughs) uh rob do you need that advice on a daily basis no no i would think somebody would tell you that every day Uh, nobody nobody lets rob put their dick in them and we'll talk to you next week bye